the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Rachel Gilbert. Welcome to the London Free Press Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert. London's Home County Folk Festival has announced that it's canceling the 2024 event, which would have been its 50th festival as it reevaluates its future. The nonprofit festival, which began in London in 1974, has been running at a financial loss for the last two seasons. And organizers say it simply isn't viable to do it again. So today I'm talking with London Free Press reporter Jennifer Beeman to find out if this is really the end for Home County and if their struggles are affecting other nonprofits in the area. Hi, Jen. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, I'm glad that I know that you're in your car. You're out reporting. You're kind of out today. So thank you for making time for us Um, because I know you've been following this story uh, pretty closely. So let's just start off with why are they canceling? What, What are the reasons for canceling this year's festival? This came as quite a surprise to us, huh? Like on Thursday mm-hmm. last week, they said, hey, this is just, we're, we're going to take a hiatus. We're going to take a beat. We're going to reevaluate our future, not just of the festival itself, but of our own board, of our own group of people. Um, you know, it's coming about because, frankly, money, uh, money's a big thing that they're dealing with. They operated at a loss with a smaller pared down festival in 2022. This year's the losses could be up to um, $30,000, which is a lot for this organization. Now they get grants and donations and things, but certainly they they don't see a viable future for it as is. Uh, The Mm -hmm. other big thing for them is volunteers in their top ranks and even their kind of, you know, rank and file members the weekend of. So, I mean, those are the two big pressures. Uh, The one uh, chairperson had said, if, if we were just facing one or the other, we might be able to make this work, but both at the same time is a bit too much for the volunteer organization. Okay. Let's talk about the money, first of all, because um, they've been running at a loss. So they, they've been trying to make it work, um, but they're saying it's it's so bad now that not even, you know, if we crowdfunded for a year, not even a one-time big injection would would help them at this point. Is that right? Absolutely. So their, their big thing is sustainability. So they don't want to just, mm-hmm. you know, kind of be every year, by their fingernails, just trying to scrape by with, you know, a crowdfund or something like that, or even, mm-hmm. you know, even just trying to chase grants or other things. They, they need a path to something that's a bit more sustainable for them. Uh, and that was the thing. So they would need a lot of money over and over again, uh, which is why they're really evaluating kind of the shape of the festival and the shape of its board and what home county looks like moving forward. Can you give us approximate numbers on how much the festival costs every year? Like what are, what are the numbers? We know that they're, they ran at a deficit of about $7,000 with the pared down festival. And then you said about 25,000 when they were back to full. Um, What are the numbers? How much does it even cost to operate? Because it is mostly volunteers. It is, you know, all but two people, two part-timers are are, uh, volunteers. Uh, You know, if you look at the CRA filings, it is a registered charity. You can see their financial statements and where they get their money from and how they're expending it. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's an over $200,000 organization every year. I think it's maybe two, 270 or something of memory serves. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, their, their big thing every year is the festival. So it's, it's not difficult to imagine that festivals costing quite a bit to put on from the stages to the permits, to the insurance, to all kinds of things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's bringing in money from vendors that do choose to set up shop at the festival. So they've got that kind of revenue stream. But, you know, the chairperson was saying it's been difficult for them to really clinch long-term sustained corporate sponsorships in the way that we see TD Sunfest does with their title sponsor. Mm. Um, So, you know, financially it's just been a bit of a a slog for them. And, um, 
yeah, they're, they're just looking at what's next. I'm surprised there's not, you know, I'm surprised that such a long standing festival has had trouble finding a corporate sponsor. This is one of the longest running festivals in the city. Sure. There's lots of places where the corporations can can spend money nowadays, certainly. That's and true. also, yep. we're also dealing in a situation where, you know, things haven't been too great for Canadians the last couple of years, at least mm-hmm. financially, right? You know, we've had inflation, mm-hmm. cost of living is going up, uh, cost of doing business is going up. So, you know, that's another thing that even, you know, all nonprofits in the city seem to have kind of seen is that, you know, places they could reliably go to for $10,000 mm-hmm. each year, you know, are saying, okay, well, it'll be a little less this year. Or they're still ponying up the 10 grand, but it's not going as far as it used to. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about volunteers and then also that this this is not just a problem for home county. You have talked to other organizations as well. So so let's just talk about the volunteers first because it's kind of a double barreled question. What's the trouble with finding volunteers? Um, Where did they go? Why aren't they coming back? Well, in pa- in the pandemic, they sent them all home. Remember those early days where mm. we were all kind of sitting around? Uh, and, you know, I think a lot of people, their lives have gotten busier and changed and things have moved on during the pandemic. So, you know, that that old, you know, that, that old thing you used to be involved with pre-pandemic, maybe you fell off the bandwagon with it and then your life changed a little over a couple of years and you don't return to it. I think we've all got things in our life that are like that. Mm-hmm. So that's a big thing. Um, you know, and then also just as far as like leadership goes for the um, home county board. They've got, you know, a few stalwart people that are really into it, but but just not a lot of people that are willing to step up and take on running this massive, massive event. Because um, that's a lot of a demand on someone's time. And so they've also had trouble just sort of, um, you know, from through the board chair saying this, that, you know, just getting those kind of top level talent to really put in so many hours to get this thing going. So kind of on two fronts mm-hmm. there. It's a lot of work if you're a volunteer. And like you said, the two actual paid people are only part time, right? Absolutely. They're not even full time. No, for sure. And if you look at the, you know, the compensation on the CRA filing, like it's not it's not a giant amount, right? They're truly trying to work leanly and within their means to make this festival possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, just not not as possible anymore. Um, you were talking to Pillar Nonprofit uh, Network, and of course, they're the umbrella organization for a lot of nonprofits in the city. Are they seeing similar things happening with a lot of their members as well? Pillar Nonprofit's executive director, uh, former city councilor Maureen Cassidy, called it a crisis in the nonprofit sector wow. in the city. Wow. So, you know, again, like I'd said, you know, businesses are, are not as able to pony up the same amount of money. The cost of doing business for these nonprofit organizations has just increased through inflation and other things. Uh, and then the volunteer base that you really need, that sort of unpaid talent that shows up in big numbers to really, you know, make your vision a reality. And those people aren't as around as much as they used to be. Mm-hmm. It's not to say they could be gone forever. Certainly there's ways and, and and Pillar has a few strategies and ideas to really try to bolster volunteerism and encourage it in London. But, you know, right now that's kind of the reality that a lot of nonprofits are facing. Are other nonprofits, and I don't know if you know this, are they looking at at closing or paring down their services? Have they already done that because of the financial and and volunteer strains? I don't know of any yet, but it certainly Mm -hmm. would be on their radar. Um, Yeah, for sure. Festivals are are very big, elaborate things to put on. Um, There's been pressures on these festivals since COVID. You know, people kind of sticking around home, people finding other things to do, people just sort of you know, moving on from the, you know, the, the yearly tradition every year, going to the festival, maybe that's yeah. just not something people are into anymore. So I think they've had a, a hard couple of years adapting. Well, it'll be interesting to see how these things shake out, 
Um, but yeah, it's it's a bit of a challenging time. Yeah, we all kind of got used to staying home, right? So we're not, you're bit. right. That's right. Um, you were talking to the London Music Office as well, um, because in terms of home county, there's a lot of local performers that play. Um, and also because it's a city, uh, the music office is, is associated with, with the city of London. There's a lot of economic spinoffs that we're going to miss from this festival, too. This was a beloved festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, it still is in a lot of ways. There's going to be an AGM coming up later uh, next month about sort of you know options for its future. But, you know, Sunfest brings in big talent from big places around the world. You know, these really kind of famous acts. Home County brought in awesome talent too, like Fred Penner and Ashley McIsaac and many yeah. others. But, but it also had local singers, local artists, local musicians, and they were jamming up there too. So it's just, that's kind of the, the why. It was a great sort of connecting community you know, cultivator of talent and of, mm-hmm. of kind of London's music scene. And which is why, you know, people in the arts community really, really want to see it continue in some way, shape or form, uh, just because it was such a positive community event for London's musicians. Right. And getting all those people downtown, spending money at restaurants or, you know, wherever they're going, maybe they're coming in for the weekend and getting a hotel and all of that adds up. Right. And we're going to miss that. Absolutely. Like, you know, summer festival season in London's great. You get, you know, rock the park at Sunfest and Ribfest and Home County. And, and yeah, it's just every weekend there's something and it just brings so much life and vitality to the core. Yeah. Uh, it brings, you know, it brings people in that might not ever usually be in London too. Like maybe you're mm-hmm. from out of town, you come out for Home County and you realize, hey, this place is kind of cool. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's a real loss, I guess, for even, you know, even just for kind of those spinoff effects you get from a festival. Mm-hmm. You, you've also been talking with the London Arts Council and, and they're going to be talking with the home county officials and uh, organizers in trying to help them in some way. What are, how, what are some ideas that they've been throwing out? So the London Arts Council has supported home county in the past with sort of administering its summer Canada summer jobs program and other things as well. Um, they're really committed to trying to making something work. But again, London Arts Council has a kind of a finite amount of funds available to it to support uh you know local creators mm-hmm. um it'll be interesting to see what kind of strategies they come up with their sort of planning or logistical back-end supports that uh lack is able to give home county uh but you know it, again there are some very real pressures that are kind of outside the control of any arts council of any of any city of any you know kind of you know arts lover here and it's right. just sort of the, the way that people lately have been behaving um just you know post pandemic times change and hopefully we can get back to maybe before times a little bit so we can have these festivals and and other things return that have closed um you mentioned that home county is having an agm uh november 28th what are they going to discuss like we know that this year is canceled but do we think this is indefinite or what's the hope there well, they're going to be laying it all out there, all their kind of financial things, the reason for the putting it on hiatus. I think it's really clear. They're very, very clear that this isn't the end of homecoming forever. It's it's we're we're taking a beat. We're canceling next season. We're evaluating what we need to do to be more sustainable mm-hmm. um, at that AGM. They'll be talking about, you know, where their financial position, their options, what they think are their options for their their next step. Um, you know, the three-day festival in Victoria Park, maybe that's just too big of a commitment. Maybe it becomes a smaller concert series. Maybe it becomes something completely different that, you know, I haven't thought about or they haven't disclosed yet. Sure. Um, so this will be the kind of thought that will will be discussed there. Their members will vote, but it's but AGM, the AGM will be public as well. So we'll be able to kind of see, um, you know, what it is they they envision for the future of Home County. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Jen. We're going to be watching your reporting on this and uh, at LFPress.com, of course. And thank you for joining us. I know you had to do it on the road today, but we appreciate that. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks so much.